Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for April the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We want to promote America as the greatest country on the face of the earth, which it is. We want to be a light on a hill, ladies and gentlemen. Why? What's the uniqueness of America? That we look to God instead of government for our solutions. Uh, And we use the checks and balances of honest people to restrict who has what power. And we got to hold on to those realities that our founding fathers gave us. It's a legacy we must not set aside, to say the least. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley's with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, I'm uh, always grateful to be on the uh, air with you, gentlemen, first thing Monday morning. All right. Thanks for having me. The doctor's website is freedomsrisingsun.com. Check it out for his books and collegiate series on the Constitution and how to restore the republic or take America back or... Better said, to preserve the nation. Uh, also, uh, webinars weekly with Q&A and more on the Constitution, on the Bill of Rights, on the Declaration of Independence, on the understanding and intentions of our founding fathers, and more, freedomsrisingsun.com. So, Kurt had a headline last week that um, we mentioned, but we didn't get to talk about enough, and I want to bring it up again because it's worthy of discussion. Headline says, Mike Pence bans... Coronavirus Task Force from CNN until network broadcasts full briefings. Uh, And Kurt thought I'd be against this, uh, but I'm not. And I want to talk about this more because I think this is an interesting dynamic. And I've mentioned that the president needs to deal with the media a lot less rhetoric and a whole lot more reality. And um, you know what? I haven't seen the president push back except for a lot of talk. And now I see a big pushback. And I commend the president and Mike Pence for this. Uh, It's a very sticky topic, but uh, I use principles as my guide. Let's talk about it. Kurt, do you want to make any comments first? This headline, in my opinion, is great, necessary news, sir. Well, it's, uh, you know, at least it goes to the point that you've mentioned so many times, and that is, uh, you know, when the president says, oh, you know, these fake news uh, operations or whatever, and then he sits down with uh with the new york times or with the washington post and and you know the people that he knows are known uh you know basically enemies to him uh it doesn't make any sense to us or it yeah, has i've pushed back past. hard on that by the um, way and i think fairly and, so go ahead yeah and and so now i believe i mean you've seen this uh move uh from him uh, I think uh, when he's like recognizing, for example, Rush Limbaugh, or he's picking Michael uh, Savage uh, for a certain post, uh, you know, and then he's uh, uh, in this case, uh, we're seeing that the vice president, uh, Pence's office, that's in charge of the whole coronavirus thing, uh, basically said to uh, CNN, "Hey, we're not going to schedule our experts on your air if you don't." Um, Take the uh, uh, news conference as it is. Now, let me say uh, it differently. You can't really have these guys. Uh, let, let me just add to what you're saying and say it slightly differently. We're not going to let you take this if you're just going to pick and choose and take it out of context and misrepresent what we're doing and saying. We're not interested in playing ball with you at all with that kind of dishonest manipulation. We're not doing it. 
And just as much as I think CNN has the right to broadcast or not broadcast whatever they want to, I wouldn't take away their freedom either. But I would say that Mike Pence can say that if he wants to. He can say, you know what, you're free to do whatever you want, and I'm free to simply say if you're going to manipulate what we're doing, we're not including you in it. I think there's freedom that way. Uh, Dr. Scott Bradley, do you, what do you think of this? Have you seen this headline? Well, I, I have seen it and uh, haven't spent a lot of time on it. Honestly, uh, it, it's astounding to me. I've been around the news, and not nearly as much as you guys, but uh, I've you know, observed different things and and uh, have, have seen almost everything, almost without exception, that I have some true, firsthand, live experience and knowledge about when it gets into these media outlets, they get spun in a way that's an agendized kind of thing. And uh, I don't think we need to say, you know, hey, we're going to encourage that. We're going to facilitate that. We're going to be part of the problem by, you know, it's it's like, um, you know, if we if we give you something and, and you take it out of context and spin it in a, in a way, it's like, I, I guess we can't trust you enough to have you participate in the program, have you be part of the... Uh, inside group and and the thomas jefferson was very 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 uh, committed to a free press and uh a lot of the scandalous scurrilous wicked things that have been said about him even down to our day were started by a yellow rag journalism uh but he didn't try to crush the journalisms he just didn't have anything to do with them and uh yeah, just as much as they have the right to print whatever spew they want, we're not going to stop that. We're not going to reject that. We're going to say, go ahead and do whatever you want. But we also don't need to aid and abet that effort. We don't. We, and Mike Pence is right on this. He can just say, look, guys, I'm not going to entertain you and be part of you. I don't have to talk to you if I don't want to. I don't. Okay. And, and Mike Pence is exercising every freedom and every right he has as an individual uh, and as the government. The government could say, listen. It's one thing to have your opinion on something. It's another to flat out misrepresent over and over and over intentionally what we're saying and doing. And we're just not going to engage with you if you're going to do that. I think Pence has every right to do that. It's interesting to me, though, having watched some other, the other side of the story, if you will. Let's take, for example, the New American and their efforts to report on some of the things that the United Nations has been doing in uh, Utah. By the way, their reporting is tremendous, I might add. It is, but the the fact is that they have been locked out. Uh, the uh, United Nations and defending Utah, they were locked out of some of the events that um, the uh, United Nations put on in Utah in August. Uh, some a couple of years ago, they did a, um, a United Nations. Well, it wasn't United Nations. It was a governors' conference where they brought China in to basically propagandize all the governors in in the United States. And the New American was denied uh, press credentials for all of that because they didn't meet the party line. Now, the party line was fully fostered by all the journalists, quote-unquote. Uh, like, oh, I guess they should government propagandists, is what they're called in China, or should be called. And they had full access to the program. This has happened time after time, but you know what? Nobody ever says anything until the the uh, lame-brain media, media um kind of get called out on it on their side. And so they make a big stink about it, and they say, oh, ain't it awful? We're the bad, you know, we've been badly uh, treated here, and, and you need to take care of this, and they try and make the public cry out on it. But to tell you the truth, it happens all the time, 
on the side, uh, and maybe even you, Sam, have been denied. I don't know. Well, I have been denied, and I, you know what? Even though I don't like being denied, they have every right to deny me. But then I have every right to report on the fact that I've been denied, and I have every right on saying that, look, the, the, for example, the United Nations, they won't include me because they know I'll report the truth and they don't like that. I have every report or every uh, opportunity to articulate the way I do, and if my listeners eventually trust me more than they do the governments, for example, then Americans can take action based on that. And this is why I support this freedom completely. Look, if Americans are incensed enough and say we trust Sam Bushman or Liberty Roundtable Live or whatever news organization, Breitbart or Drudge or whoever, um, the World Net Daily, uh, then the government's not doing what they want and they kick us out of these places. Eventually, we start to push back and say, we got to get different people in charge who will let Sam have access. This is the freedom at work, sir. Well, here's the issue, too. Um, the, the, I'm calling them lame-brain media because there's all sorts of names for them, but I, I think that one really pretty appropriately describes them. Um, they have... Their credibility is absolutely almost off the charts non-existent. Now, I admit there are some people that are still drinking the Kool-Aid that still participate. Or It was Gator. No, it was called Flavor-Aid. That's what it was in the Jonestown Massacre. So the, it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was, it was Flavor-Aid. Anyway, That's right. Anyway, they have, they have basically lost uh, the credibility of the whole American nation. And it's uh, uh, and the thing is that they should have lost it a long time ago. Edward R. Murrow or, or Walter Cronkite or Dan Blather or I mean, you pick any of the guys in the big news media stuff that have propagandized America for most of the 20th century, literally. Those that went to the Soviet Union and reported in the 1930s of the, the this workers' utopia. Those that went to to Cuba did the same thing. They were lying to us. They were lying to America. But the problem is, um, uh, so many Americans of my my parents' generation, of their parents' generation, uh, it, it was like if it was in the newspaper, if it was on the news, it was gospel. Well, we have other sources to go to now. We have, you know, media sources, and, and you've got to be careful with all of them too. But you go to the internet, and you got to do good research, and you've got to find trusted sources. But but the lame brain media, by and large, has completely lost the uh, the trust of Americans. I, they have been lied to enough. They've been exposed as liars, and uh, their agenda has been exposed. And so most people are looking elsewhere for information. The problem is that we've got a lot of people that are sitting in their homes right now too, scared sheep and rabbits in there watching the uh, propagandized uh, whatever they're you know promoting today in regards to owing it awful and we're all going to die and and many of them are getting more and more scared and we're going to see some of the response to that in terms of suicides and depression and all those kind of things but but there's a lot of people that have got their antennas up that they're aware they're they're going out seeking other sources for information and I think the Sources like you know CNN and CBS, ABC, NBC, but they're going to go by the wayside. They're losing their whole base. All right, quick pause. Curtle comment in seconds as well. I think this is a critical issue. This is teaching to the ideal and understanding about liberty. Let CNN do whatever the heck they want. Just remember, we can do what we want as well. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. 
In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Now, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right, raise your visor. Oh, the blue dog. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. All right, Kurt, there you have it. The doctor breaks it down just for you, sir. Very good, Sam. And in this whole, uh, you know, topic of the control of the media and the media choosing to put on whatever they want to choose, yeah. you know, it, your uh, story about, um, you know, the president's Easter message that was, what, about six minutes long or whatever, um, you know, you can really have a hard time finding that with... Not Pretty if you're much listening anybody. to the right media like Liberty Roundtable That's Live exactly back. right. Uh, here in Utah, though, some of the most, uh, what I'd say are supposed to be God-fearing, uh, you know, entities, if if you will, uh, um, you know, you can't even find a mention of it on there. And yet They're you can not find stories sir. like uh, Fauci saying rolling re-entry uh, possible, or you can find... Uh, no Wi-Fi is a problem. We're in our opinion. Instead of criticizing coronavirus experts, you got to listen to them. And so no, I they're don't. showing their. I criticize their, them if I want to. This is I America, I'm people. Just telling you, it's showing you their twist on it. Yes, it though, is. And it's showing you their bent. And, uh, and that's why so Americans that's need to decide the what they're going to pay attention to. And that's why the president needs to decide who he's going to count among his friends. And that's why I say that you know what, Donald Trump should look at the weekend. He should see who covered this incredible Easter. Um, what would you? What, what is it called? Uh, it was a. The president basically had a, a, a. I don't know a press briefing. I don't know what you call it, but anyway, well, he was, spoke and had a prayer. I don't know what yeah. the word for the thing is. What's it called, Kurt? Well, it was just. I just call it refreshing, and yet, well, that's uh, right. yeah, Easter message. Uh, you know, certainly is a good phrase for it, and yet, uh, Easter you know, plea. It might be you just can't for find prayer and- it. 
Right. You know, uh, you just can't find it from hardly anybody. Okay, but if President I Trump were to literally go back and say, I'm going to look at who covered this and who didn't. And based on honesty and fairness and covering the, the truth of what I'm doing and saying and uh, and he were to basically you know count those as his friends and reject the others. See, that's exactly what Pence is starting to do. And I commend them, Kurt. And I say, now that we're not just talking about it, let's just do it more. That's all Great I'm saying. Point. Anyway, there you have it. I thought that was a worthy topic, and I know last hour, or yeah, last week we brought this <clears throat> headline up, and I don't think we had a chance to fairly do it justice uh, from an educational point, from an idealistic point about, hey, the press is free to do what they want. There's no doubt. I'm not going to take away CNN's freedom to, to do what they want, uh, but I am going to do my best to ally myself with those who are good, honest people, and I'm going to reject those who are bad people, just like Jefferson did. That's how I want to roll, and Hey, he didn't try to shut down the press or restrict their rights or anything. He just said, you guys are goofy, and I'm not going to engage with you. And Pence is saying the same thing. So Pence has gone Jeffersonian to some degree on us, and I think it's delightful to see, and I just hope we can do more of it. That's all I'm talking about. All right, the question is, will we have food shortages on the way, Dr. Scott Bradley? Some are saying, hey, the meat handlers and the people that are food preppers and they get things ready for our stores, and, man, they're all getting the coronavirus, and therefore... Uh, they can't produce as much product, and you're going to have food shortages everywhere. Do you see that coming up? Do I see it coming up? Yes, sir. Um, I think that uh, I think that those that are facilitating the destruction of America are going to make this as bad as they want it to be. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure they can make it as bad as I mean. They'll make it as bad as they can push the envelope until people push back. Let's put it that way. I think that. They would make it so bad that we were living in caves if they could, just so they could implement tyranny. But um, I'm not so sure the American public are going to completely, uh, uh, you know, cater to this up to that point. Uh, uh, sadly, there's been so many rollovers along this whole thing that uh, a lot of people that I thought might have been a little bit willing to stand up and say, no, let's try another program, haven't done so. But I really do think that at this point they're seeing how far... American, you know, just common everyday Americans will put up with their baloney. And uh, if they can make it and, and Americans will accept it to that point, man, I, I don't know how bad it can get. I mean, you know, I, I, I see if they could see, they use every, every emergency they can create to facilitate farther advances in their globalist and their socialist and their tyrannical approach. And if there were blood in the streets, I think they'd be cheering that because people would be there saying, oh, you got to save us from ourselves." I did a, um, by the way, just as a little side note, uh, you know, you mentioned every Thursday night I do a Q&A session. We turn those into little, uh, they're not really vignettes sometimes. Some of my uh, tirades are a half an hour long. But uh, people ask questions. What do you think about this or that or the other? And I respond, and we turn those, my responses into a little video on my website, freedomsrisingsun.com. I just went through it over the weekend, and over the last two or three weeks, we've had 17 uh, questions asked specific to, to the uh, coronavirus and the shutdown and the tyranny and all that kind of stuff. Who's paying for this? And where's it going to go? And all that kind of stuff. I've got... On my website, 17, there's a whole bunch of others mixed in with it, too, because of other questions, what's on other people's minds. Well, and a lot of times, some of the questions overlap, too, and you turn them into a general question that answers even the overlapping multiple questions. You, you turn them into one kind of topic and respond to it all, right? 
Exactly. And and the thing is that the, uh, you know, you can tell pretty much from the titles if you go to freedomflagionsun.com and you and you go to Common Sense, there's usually one on my homepage that it's not really like I'm trying to showcase it or anything, just as to say, oh, there's others here, click more, boom. And you've got, uh, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses that we put out over the last few years that are captured there. People can go back and see where we've been standing. We try to be consistent always with principle. But I just looked, uh, I think it was Saturday when I looked, I have 17 of the last probably three weeks that came up in the Q&A about the coronavirus. And uh, and literally, I, I believe that uh, Americans are starting to say, wait, 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 this whole thing, you know, quarantine, that's for sick people. That's not for healthy people all over. Wait a minute. Uh, they've shut down my business? Uh, wait, wait, wait. And I can't buy these products? I mean, there has just, there's starting to be an American awakening, I think, and I hope it continues. Again, we've got the scared rabbits and the scared sheep that are hunkered down, bunkered down in their, in their homes, and they're just praying that the uh, government's going to save them. But one of the points I made with one of my responses is the cost of us being saved by our government. And I go back and, and I analyzed why France has never been a, a country of, of any substance since about eight, uh, 1790. And it's because, of course, they had the Rousseauian-inspired um, uh, revolution that happened with the Illuminati involved in that and the debauchery that happened. And the people got to the point that they were so sick and tired of it, they they wanted to be saved from themselves. And and there was Napoleon standing there saying, I can do it. I can, yeah, but you got to give me all power. I will be your God, more or less. And so what happened was they said, please, please, please take the reins of power. Napoleon absolutely debauched France, killed a whole generation of young men as they tromped all over Europe uh, in, in war and everything else like that. Yeah, Kurt, this is where you say other than that is not so bad, right? Right. But the fact of the matter is all through point. the 1800s, through the 1900s, France has been on the ropes. They, well, and as long as they violate the commandments of God and they literally violate fundamental liberties and stuff like that, you can expect more of the same, sir. Well, but what are we doing here in America? That's my problem. We're going down that same train track, sir. New York City, for example. New York is a debauched city government-wise. Now, I love New Yorkers. There's so many New Yorkers that, I mean, I lived on the East Coast and, and had a lot of dealings with them. I've consulted back there a lot. I found them to be some of the most genuinely wonderful people I've ever met. But they're regular people. The people at the head of their government are heartless. They're prickly. I mean, you look at their efforts to canonize abortion, for example. Oh, yeah. If they get rid of Roe v. Wade, you're going to come to New York and you kill your baby if you want. I mean, they're just, uh, and it's it's one of those things, if you get Como running, as there, some people are saying, uh, they, they dump Biden and they put Como against uh, Trump, I think that'll be a, a landslide in, in favor of Trump again. They are, th- these people are focused in the wrong way. And I just wonder if that's not part of the reason that New York isn't part of the epicenter. Amen to that. Well, there's good news a little bit on that, Kurt. Your story, they're having to cut back, and it's good news with the details, Kurt. Having to cut back on which one was this one? Coron- coronavirus cutbacks. 
New York Planned Parenthoods are having to close clinics and have staff layoffs, man. Very good. Yeah, that's uh, well. Uh, and and like Scott said, or Dr. Bradley said, is that you know in a place like New York where you can kill babies right and left, at least you know there's some good news. Basically, where they're saying that uh, that's hey, your even zero Planned four Parenthood. ten stories, Kurt. By the way, very good. Thank you. And there's uh, more good you know, news on that coming up too, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you about it in seconds. Dr. Scott Bradley's worth it with us. Freedomsrisingsun.com if you want to check out his incredible Q&A webinars every Thursday night and then archived on the website to listen to and watch anytime you have time. Especially when you're locked down, you have plenty of time to study the sacred cause of liberty, don't you? All right, Sam Curtin, the good doctor, back in a second. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The latest on coronavirus in the United States, as America's leading infectious disease expert says, the U.S. seems to be turning a corner when it comes to hospitalizations and ventilator incubations. But Dr. Anthony Fauci says that he and other members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force do not want to be premature in easing up on social distancing. The U.S. does now lead the world in coronavirus deaths. Dozens of people in Mississippi had to give up social distancing for a while yesterday so they could take cover when deadly tornadoes roared through. In Monroe, Mississippi, the mayor says, Thank God we, we've had a few minor injuries, no fatalities at this point that we know of. Seven of the people killed were in Mississippi, a state of emergency declared in Mississippi and Louisiana. And this is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature. Changing the world, one life at a time. I have a compromised immune system, so I've been taking the three veggie and three fruit for two years, and I have not gotten sick. It's unbelievable. I feel like a normal person. I'm not tired. I don't wake up tired. And it's just amazing to me that there's such a difference. I don't get sick. Everybody around me got the flu this year. My wife had it. My grandkids got it. And I haven't gotten sick at all. My energy level is better body aches and pains. I just don't really have them anymore. The pills are incredible and they're doing me a world of good. So thank you very much for that. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. People who worshipped at a Kentucky church yesterday, Easter Sunday, could face mandatory quarantine now. Kentucky State Troopers were outside the Maryville Baptist Church, which is south of Louisville, documenting license plates. And the information is to be turned over to health officials, who will then visit people's homes with orders to self-quarantine for 14 days. OPEC members met over the weekend agreeing to a 10 million barrel per day cut in oil production starting May 1st, but it might have little impact on the price at the pump given the coronavirus in the United States. Here's John Clemens with more. Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com tells us, The national average has dropped 8 cents a gallon in the last week and currently stands at $1.83 a gallon, 45 cents lower than a month ago, and a whopping dollar per gallon lower than one year ago. Host of ABC's Good Morning America and this week, George Stephanopoulos says he has COVID-19. 
And this is USA Radio News. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sam mentioned the uh, piece out of New York, uh, or Breitbart had the piece, and the headline reading, Coronavirus Cutbacks, New York Planned Parenthood Closing Clinics, Staff Layoffs. I couldn't think of a better piece of news. I mean, imagine a place like New York besieged with uh, deaths of the coronavirus that's thinking, well, maybe we won't kill more babies. Uh, anyway, that's good news if you ask me. Then you've got well, the, the headline, Pro-Lifers. Well, the is an author of Second Chances, sir. So, you know what? You're spot on. That's right. And he says, uh, Thou shalt not kill is pretty basic. Uh, even in New York, they've got a ma- massive hospital they call Mount Sinai. You might try to figure out, you New Yorkers, why they call it Mount Sinai. And then you can kind of connect the whole Ten Commandments thing to it. But anyway... The next story says, Pro-Lifers live stream Good Friday prayer service for abortion victims outside Planned Parenthood. I mean, once again, we're highlighting the fact that, hey, we've been killing babies, and people are surprised when there's a wrath of God upon us. Hmm. And when people really start to, you know, protest out there, the pro-lifers with live streams on Good Friday, when President Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a worldwide leader of over 16 million people worldwide, uh, and President Trump and all these people are pushing for a weekend of prayer and a weekend of renaissance or a weekend of revival or a weekend of turning to God and repenting and, uh, and praying and fasting. And I'm just telling you, there's a lot more liberty. It's almost a little bit of a um, revival, Dr. Scott Bradley. And I know it's not enough, and I realize that there's a lot of wickedness but the Lord will hear us as we hear him. He will give us an opportunity and he will, you know, you read in the Bible and other places, if there's just a few that turn to him, he does a lot. He moves mountains for the few righteous. And in our day, there are quite a few good, honest, well-meaning, righteous people from all kinds of faiths getting together, doing wonderful things right now. Um, I, I realize in the, the sea of wickedness, it seems to, to be very little, but I submit to you that, it, that it's greater than the sum of its parts and he will hear us. Uh, if our hearts and hands are pure, sir. Well, indeed he will, and he's thrown, shown throughout history that that is the case. It's interesting that if you look at what Abraham did in his negotiations over Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, he started with, if you find 50 good ones, how about 40, how about 30? Well, okay, let's go with 10. Yep, but they couldn't find them. And, uh, and so they, they had to be crispy crittered or toast or whatever you want to call it. But the fact is that God does hear people's prayers, but... Sometimes I, I think that if we if we just kind of give a superficial wave of the hand and we move on with life, that isn't that isn't adequate. I don't believe, and I think God really knows our hearts. Amen. God right. will respond the way that is needful for us, and if we need additional humbling, I'm concerned that. Well, I'm not concerned. I'm confident that we will get humbled further. God will yes, have a sir. humble people, but we've got to truly become penitent, humble, focused, and and he does hear prayers. I just hope that, that we can get to the point that uh, we're not 
you know, we're not on the, you know, the dregs of things before it happens. Well, those prayers need to be backed by repentance and real change in people's lives and in people's hearts and in people's minds and et cetera. In other words, we need to pray to God, not, as you mentioned, not with empty prayers, but with, with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ. You know, that's the kind of stuff that'll move mountains. That's the kind of stuff that will protect us and heal our land, sir. Oh, no question. And I, I believe, you know, God will be our judge. And if we think we're going to baffle him or bamboozle him or whatever with a, you know, a kind of a wink and a, and a nod, it's not going to happen. America really needs to reevaluate why we're accepting such a debauched approach to things. We've killed 60-some-odd million babies since 1973, legally, under official sanction. We've, we've engaged in, in warmongering all over the world. We're still there. We've killed thousands and thousands of not only those that are over there, but our own people. And I'll, I'll give you something that's a, that is a real epidemic that I am very concerned about. We lose 22 veterans per day to suicide. That's one every 65 minutes. That's 8,000 a year. We've lost far more of our veterans to their own hand than we have to the hand of anybody we could term an enemy. And far more to the hand of suicide and the hand of death compared to the coronavirus even. And we're not doing much to help them. And the best way to help them is to, one, not send them to war in the first place when, we're, when it's not a defense reality, when it's not a necessar- necessary defense of our nation. Um, it's wrong to send them there in the first place. So quit doing it. It's the first thing. Secondly, get them the love and the help when they come back. And we don't well, need more is- government expenditures to get that done. So many of the people that go know in their heart of hearts that it's unjustified. I mean, I have spoken to so many, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq. Those are the two biggest debaucheries we've got going right now. But we're doing it through arms dealing all over the world. But the fact of the matter is that you say, believe in the mission. What's the mission? And who can believe in it? I mean, we're, you know, the uh, Afghan thing started... Um, 19 years ago this year. We're not quite to the anniversary, but 19 years ago this year. And we, we keep slouching through this whole thing, and there isn't any end in sight, really. We keep saying, oh, yeah, there is. Uh, we got a, we got this thing with the Taliban, and then here last Thursday, we had a, uh, a rocket attack on Bagram. Bagram is the biggest target in Afghanistan. I mean, it's kind of the the safe zone, if you will. And and it's like, no, this is a religious war. We don't have any right or reason or responsibility to be there. It's unconstitutional. And, and people that have been there are killing themselves every day. 22 veterans a day kill themselves because in their heart of hearts, it's there's a, a cognitive dissonance between. Oh, and they know they've done wrong, but they also know that, that they feel bad for doing wrong, but they feel forced to do wrong. It's hard to uh, educate them that it's not their fault on one hand. On the other hand, what could they have done to stop it? You know, that position is never good for people to be in. Uh, and we need to teach the truth and not send them there in the first place. All right, Bill Riley. It's our job to stop it. It's our job. We yes. the people have got to stop putting Guys like Lindsey Graham and John McCain, and I mean, you know, you can make a list of all the warmongers we've had in the last few decades. Yeah, quit putting armchair quarterback, armchair quarterbacks in in governmental positions, forcing our people to go to war uh, unjustly, immorally. Uh, we could go on and on and on about that. All right, Bill O'Reilly has a comment, Kurt. Very good, this Sam. Yes, uh, you know his headline: uh, 
many dead coronavirus victims, quote, were on their last legs, end quote. And uh, at least I think this is a very important part of this whole numbers game is how they identify these victims of coronavirus. Uh, many times, as far as I can tell, uh, you could have an individual who's got major heart problems, major, maybe they're dealing with diabetes as well, and then somehow they fall victim to coronavirus and then they die. Um, as far as I know, they've got to identify one particular thing as the cause of death. And they can't say, well, we got 10% coronavirus, 20, you know, 45% heart disease, six, whatever percent diabetes. You know, it's just one of those things. And so, uh, I think that's a really important part to this whole picture. Yeah. And we don't mean to be, um, flippant about that. Or this statement isn't meant to say they're on their last legs. Who cares about them? We're not saying that at all. All we're simply saying is, what about the guidance? What are you supposed to write on the death certificates? And if you study the guidance coming out from the government of what you put on the death certificates, even if you suspect it to be coronavirus, put it down. Um, so it's very, the numbers that we're hearing are very manipulated. Scott is the point, and Bill O'Reilly points part of that out. I'm not usually a fan of Bill, but in this case, he's right. Well, there's no, there's no question that, that this is an agendized reporting system. If you if you get put into a hospital, they put in most instances coronavirus. They disprove that it's uh, corona, I mean, they prove that it's not coronavirus, and they still leave that on the on the list. I heard of a case last week in Utah, an ICU nurse reported that an individual that had multiple morbidities. I mean, this was an individual that had so many organ failures going on to begin with. And they put his death down as coronavirus and said he was a man over 60. The man was 98 years old. He, I mean, come on, people. 98, he's 40 years beyond, not quite 40 years, but beyond 60. And the, the way the agenda is promoting this is that there, it's, it's just owing it awful. We all got to bow on our knee that this coronavirus thing is going to take us all down. And, and truly, again, this individual was suffering from multiple morbidities, and I, I, I don't remember exactly how she explained it, but it sounds like there was, there was heart failure going on, there was kidney failure going on, there was diabetes going on, and there may have been some other things too. But when you're 98 years old, any one of those could be the end of life. And they but but hold on, the misrepresentation is that, that somehow if you died of that, then it's really awful, and if you die of any other thing, it's okay. True. Okay, that, that's the lie. And you know what? You're going to die sometime of something. We're not dismissing the importance of your life, but we are trying to say, why are they cherry-picking this out of context? And the answer is obvious, because they're literally creating government tyranny over it, and it's got to stop. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with us. whole lot more headlines in seconds. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas, after a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about 
right. you know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, there's a new German study out highlighting what we've been talking about for weeks now. I don't know why the Trump administration isn't aware of this. Fauci, Fauci doesn't seem to be aware, but here's the deal. German study, quote, coronavirus, mortality rate may be five times lower than reported. C. Douglas Golden, Western Journal, bringing this up. Do you want to respond to that, Scott Bradley? You know, there's so many unknowns at this point. I mean, we... We are responding with just knee-jerk reactions in the worst possible scenarios for all things. Uh, you look at, you know, we, we ordained the Constitution for the cause of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. We're absolutely destroying that with the flimsiest of evidence on so many levels. And this this thing that's, we're still trying to figure out what the heck it is. And it, it, a lot of the evidence indicates it's about as mild for most people as a common cold. And yet we're, we're taking the most severe responses that have ever been taken in all of history across all of the world, and it's destroying not only our economy, but our liberty. And these are long-term destructions. The coronavirus um, tests are, it's very questionable whether they're even going to work. This idea that you go get a test, well, there's so many false negatives, so many false positives. Every time you turn around, we're finding something that, is very questionable when we do. Well, and you wonder if that's on purpose, if they want it that way, because they could get a handle on this. They could do the proper studies and proper procedures, uh, but they seem to be not doing those either. There's not consistency in how they're even using their evidence-based solutions. And, and it's interesting. I've personally gone around and, and checked out hospitals and, and found them to be basically ghost towns. And it's like, where is all of this? And I get people that tell me, oh, well, they've shipped all of the coronavirus patients to a, a central clearinghouse in, in Salt Lake City in, in Utah. And it's like, well, maybe they have, but maybe they haven't. And so maybe if they have, it's places. a bad idea to do. There's only eight people dead in the whole sta- 18 people dead in the whole state out of 3.3 million people to date as well. I don't even know that that's, that's enough to make a serious, honest blip when it comes to a pandemic. And we always have a police presence <clears throat> At, at the hospitals. Everyone I've been to has a police presence. And I don't know, it's, it's, 
I mean, it's not like there's mobs of people that are standing around milling, treat me, treat me, my grandson is sick, whatever. There isn't a line. Uh, there isn't a line. A large regional hospital yesterday, I counted 52 cars total. There's only 190 people that are even going to the hospital in the whole state of Utah so far. And it's absurd to me. Another hospital, I counted 11 cars. And it's, <clears throat> but there were police cars. And they were counted in the count, by the way. But but here's the deal. <laughs> we don't have we don't have a lot of evidence that it's as bad as they say and, and, and a lot of the other things. I mean, I've I've looked at the morbidities of all sorts of things and if we can do it for something that's as questionable and, and maybe it is, maybe it is for for a certain population segment, very deadly. But if you look at the, the gun deaths, for example, and if you could make a shutdown and a complete tyranny out of something like this, you could you could make an argument for, we got to get rid of that Second Amendment, that pesky Second Amendment, this right to keep in arms. Man, there's a lot of people in America dying with that. Oh, ain't it awful? And you can get all whipped up in a frenzy, and the scared little rabbits are going to run, and the sheep are going to bleed, and suddenly the, the tyrants that are trying to agendize this thing are coming up with another reason to crank the screws tighter on the liberty yes they are in fact more false reporting from the mainstream press regarding the hospitals we've caught them at it many times and we're catching them at it once again nolte kurt with the details he's a writer for uh breitbart and the headline reads cbs news plays italy hospital footage again for report on u.s coronavirus response well doggone it just made a little mistake there yep uh, and this is anyway. the thing. In the first place, you could say maybe they did make a mistake. It's hard to say they didn't. But you know what? When they play it again, I'm not buying it, Kurt. They're just flat-out fake news there. reporting. I think Donald and needs that, to speak to that in the next big old press briefing, buddy. They're painting the picture you know, the way they want it. All the time, though, if you remember this, this scene in Bosnia, they took pictures of guys that looked like they were behind barbed wire, and they they were skinny-ribbed and all this kind of stuff. That was a totally, total phony baloney thing. Those people were outside the barbed wire talking to a journalist inside the barbed wire, and the journalist made it appear that they're in these concentration camps where they're being absolutely destroyed. The people that agendize this, the white hats in Syria or whoever, these people spin it the way they want for their agenda. And, and America just sucks it up like the, the uh, what did I call it, flavor aid? There you go. All right, Kurt wants to talk about Wuhan. Isn't that the place where the China virus uh, kicked up, Kurt? Well, that's what they say. Uh, claim, the huh? headline reads, uh, over 7,000 fly out of Wuhan on first day after lockdown lifted. Now, why would people want to leave a place where there's a lockdown? I mean, I, they should just be enjoying that, don't you think, Dr. Scott? <laughs> I think some Americans are kind of... Uh, you know, like I say, bunkered up and hunkered down. And, and they think that, I mean, they're kind of relishing their um, self-righteous, I'm going to protect everybody from me kind of thing. And Oh, they've even got a new hotline to rat on your neighbor, man. They're not practicing appropriate social distancing and the like. So there you go. Did you see that Philadelphia train thing where the, the Gustaping, uh jackboot thugs uh, beat that guy up after dragging him off the train? Yeah. It's out of control. Well, I mean, here's the deal. They, they, well, he didn't have a mask yeah. on, did he? No. That, See, in, in the yeah. days of in the days of old, the bad guys wore a mask, but now 
the good guys wear a mask. Well, See, they used to tell you not to wear a mask in public. That was not acceptable. Now it's like encouraged big time. You know what I saw in that though, and I've I've reviewed that video a lot. I saw 1930s jackbooted thugs in Germany doing the same thing on the streets, jerking people off of things, pounding on them, tackling them, taking them down. And I thought, holy cow! Now they've changed their policy. They're not going to beat you up if you don't wear a mask. Oh, good. They'll strongly. Strongly encourage it, but the fact of the matter is, I saw 1930s Germany. I know, and that's why we're pushing back so hard, Scott, to reopen society and stop this tyrannical behavior. Because, man, even if the good guys are duped by this, the bad guys will, um, you know what? They will run to the hole, to use a basketball term for this thing, and literally hammer dunk on us and destroy liberty. I just pray Nutchen's right, Kurt. Well, yeah, the headline. Uh... He says, uh, Mnuchin or uh, little Munchkin. Anyway, uh, economy the could CFR be open. Mean the, 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 the that's right. Money that's right. CFR? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. He's a freedom lover. But yeah, he we says, quote uh, this dude, you know? <laughs> economy could be open in May. Uh, yeah. I, I pray he's know, right. Whatever you want to say. Uh, I hope he's that right, Kurt. Means. Yeah, Do you? Yeah, that's right. Would sure be it wonderful. Be open in April. Well, I know. Yeah. Closed. But whenever they can get it open, I hope they're right. I hope it's sooner than later, whatever it be, you know? There. Amen to that. Yeah. All right, Jennifer Stone's getting involved, though, Kurt. She's an actress, if you don't know. Well, yeah, if you're not familiar with her like I am not familiar with her, uh, she's uh, joining the fight against coronavirus as a registered nurse. And, I, you know, my hat's off to her uh, because if she's jumping in to participate in the solution, that's a good thing. While she's nursing, Judicial Watch is going ballistic again, Kurt. Well, the headline from Judicial Watch in the uh, vote fraud uh, section, we always like to call it, Judicial Watch sues North Carolina for one million inactive voters on voting rolls. Well, I mean, there wouldn't be any uh, vote fraud going on in North Dakota, though, Sam, right? Um, I don't know about North Dakota, but there's North Carolina. Where was North Carolina. Sorry, North Carolina. Yeah. Yes, good point. All right, let's just see what the lawsuit brings out. I hope we get to the truth. Judicial Watch, at least keeping an eye on that. I wish we still had the presidential commission on that, but Donald got talked into taking that sucker down. He should have stood strong and kept that thing alive, personally. Um, what's this guy's name? Eric Eckers? Yeah, you know, it's, you get a story like this about Easter egg time, maybe. Uh, but anyway, no, he's some famous guy, Sam. But he says, uh, you don't have to take Trump's word to see mail-in voting is rife with fraud. Hmm. A little more uh, vote fraud going on. And then he says, uh, Democrat plan could mail ballots to 24 million ineligible voters. Hmm. Ineligible voters, that would be vote fraud. Uh, once again, Probably and then you've got... Million, t- most of them. Yeah, then you got Team Trump to Jim Acosta. Here's your examples of mail-in voter fraud. You know, there's a lot of this out there, but, you know, you don't hear much about the reports on this, do you? Well, why would you? They told you there was no vote fraud. How can they now tell you the truth? That's a great You know, we, lose, our, we lose the vote. And it's largely lost now. I'm I'm sorry to say, where the where they I mean, uh, where this motor voter kind of thing, this mail-in voting, this uh, uh, and or diebold, I don't know how they really actually say their name, machines that can be easily hacked. It's so tragic that we have allowed this fundamental uh, safeguard of our liberty to slip through our fingers, 
And most Americans don't even care. Oh, yeah, I sent mine in, or I'm going to send mine in, or, or, yeah, I voted while I went through the McDonald's drive-thru or whatever. I mean, you know, and I'm overstating it in that, obviously. But, but the fact of the matter is that, uh, that we're, we're going to lose our ability to choose our trusted representatives. And, and most people don't care. It's like, like apathy. I don't know and I don't care because of the characters that we have that are running for office now. But we need to get quality. Uh, soundly founded, principled individuals into our trusted representatives that will keep their actions within the bounds that is constitutionally authorized, then we'll restore the nation. But if we lose our vote and we've got 24 million illegal aliens voting for the kind of government they came from, socialism, well, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get it. And we're largely on that path. It's tragic. So we, the people, have got to step up and, and protect this. Or we're going to, our posterity will look to us and say, what were you guys doing? What were you thinking when you let us lose this? Father, mother, grandfather, what? We, we're, we're now in tyranny. And, and I don't want to face that. And, and I, I love posterity I don't even know. They don't deserve to be treated with that kind of cavalier attitude. And I fear that most of us are willing to roll over on it, and the scared rabbits in their little bunkers are doing it right now. Sad but true. Kurt, tell us about the Office of Management and Budget, sir. Well, anyway, they're always managing things properly, of course, Sam. But the uh, headline brief says, Office of Management and Budget working on plan to cut who funding, or in other words, World Health Organization. We sure hope they work on it. It seems like it would be pretty simple. Mark it out, right, Sam? We, are, we provide about a fourth of the, all the funding, uh, half a million dollars or something, no, I mean, uh, $500 million, something like that. It's a huge amount for the World Health Organization. Again, it's a global government travesty. But we've got all sorts of travesties. You, travesties. you look at the 2020 census, even. The way they're selling it is you get more money if you respond. You know, your community will get more federal funds, totally, all of them, 100% unconstitutional. We, we just have the buckets too full of holes. We're leaking everything out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're flat out of time, never enough time with Lowell Nelson and or Scott Bradley are on the radio. Two hours of incredible talk. We'll have it archived here in a couple of minutes. Thanks so much for being alongside of the ride. And you know what? We teach to the ideal, live in the real, and try to make them equal. How's that? We support the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We believe it should be the um, political religion of our nation, that supreme law of the land, by the way. Uh, and when it comes to God, family, and country, that is the order we put it in. We must turn to God and repent. If we do, he'll heal our land and protect us. What more could we ask for, huh? And then you need to turn to your family, ladies and gentlemen. That's the fundamental unit of society. For Sam, Dr. Scott Bradley, and Kurt, God save the Republic of the United States.